If you want to interact with me, my Twitter handle is at Religion of Woke, all one word. Come and tell me I'm wrong. So Demi Lovato came out as non-binary, and I'm going to talk about that. But uh, before that, I want to make up a little game talking about privilege. So this is like a role-playing game on the computer. And in those games, you might have like strength points or dexterity points. You might have, you know, a certain number of gold pieces. And so I don't believe in white privilege, but I do believe in privilege. And so let's pretend that uh, the real life has uh, privilege points. You know, maybe we'll go from one to ten. And the categories will be something like, uh, are your parents rich? Are you good looking? Are you educated? Are you able to resist temptation? Stuff like that. So let's imagine like a high school boy or a high school girl who has tens in all the categories. Their parents are rich, they're super smart, they're good looking, etc. Now these points apply for to adults also, but I'm looking at the high school kids here because they're the ones who are about to go to Harvard. And people who go to Harvard are the people who control the world. So you look for these high school kids that get 10 all across the board. Um, you know, they're going to be in the rich parts of New York, they're going to be in the rich parts of LA, etc. And now let's look at, you know, places in America where the high school kids get real low scores. I mean, you know, there's places all across America where that happens. Appalachia, for white people, but, uh, right, the thing that's going to come to mind is the bad neighborhoods that black people live in where people are hurting. So imagine a black high school kid on the south side of Chicago, one of the real bad neighborhoods. Now they may have, they may be a 10 as far as good looks goes. Um, you know, maybe personality is one of the stats and they get a 10 in that, but they're probably not, you know, their parents are probably not going to be real rich. They're probably going to have a low score on that one. And their education is probably not going to be real good. The schools that they go to probably going to be terrible. Uh, their family probably doesn't have a long history of putting education as a high priority. So life is not fair. So different kinds of people in America, they have different amounts of privilege. And you know, it's black, it's white, it's urban, it's rural. I mean... There's Asians, there's Hispanics, there's, you know, there's California versus the South. I mean, it goes on and on. There's just, things are not equal in any way between any person in any place. And people don't like this. They don't like how stuff isn't fair. So, I feel like people have created what I'm going to call oppression points. And so, these are points that you get to add to your privilege, privilege points, and it's based on, you know, based on your identity. You know, I'd say, like, you know, if you're black, maybe you get plus 10 points. If you're transgender, you get maybe plus 15. You know, if you're white, you get minus 5. And one way this plays out in real life is affirmative action. And affirmative action, it's interesting. Uh, it's not necessarily a terrible idea. It's a long story. 
but for now, you know, we're going to say, like, say you're trying to get into a Harvard. Then Harvard, you know, they say, hey, Asian people, you got too much privilege, so we're going to, uh, we're going to do things to try and keep you out of Harvard. And then, you know, black people are going to say, uh, you got too few, well, black people in general have too few privilege points, so we're going to help you, specific black person, get into Harvard. And, you know, and that's... That's their oppression points, helping them out. What's kind of interesting about that, it's like this new term, BIPOC, B-I-P-O-C. Stands for Black, Indigenous, Person of Color. And that's basically because, you know, up until, I don't know, 10, 20 years ago, there was white people and there was people of color. So there was white people, and then on the other side, there was Black, Hispanic, Native American, Asian... Indian, but a bunch of those groups are doing well, like, you know, people know that Asians are doing well, Hispanics are actually doing pretty darn good, there's two groups that are doing, to this day, poorly, and that's black and Native Americans, which is indigenous, and so we're trying to, we, people are trying to create kind of a hierarchy there, where it's like, you know, black and indigenous that's special. You get your oppression points. And then you other, P, you know, POCs, P, people of color, uh, you're doing too good. So you don't get any oppression points anymore. So one way that these oppression points will help you is certain people can talk about certain things and other people cannot. And, you know, a lot of this is on social media, but it also happens in real life. You know, so... If Black, if a black person wants to talk about race, then, you know, they're allowed to say what they feel more than, like, say, a white person is allowed to say what they feel. It's, you know, especially if it's a little bit controversial. Same thing with gender, you know, like, women can say what they want. They can be a little more controversial than men can on the subject. You know, you might, your friends might uh, give you the stink eye or, you know, you might get kicked off of Twitter. And you can kind of, I mean, there's all sorts of people, there's all sorts of things that certain people can talk about and others that can't talk about. Like one interesting one is uh, a TERF. So that stands for Trans-Exclusionary Radical Feminist. So normally a uh, feminist, you know, she can talk about controversial stuff that, you know, a man better keep his mouth shut on. But then transgender women, they have more oppression points than feminists at this point. You know, I think being a feminist doesn't get you very many points anymore either. It's like being gay or lesbian. It's nothing special. So when transgender activists, it's not even really transgender people probably, but you know, people who really take the side of transgender people and then attack people online. Anyways, they go after... Uh, Feminists, and they got this, you know, like, trans-exclusionary radical feminist. The people who are called that, they would just call themselves feminists. You know, like, they want what is best for women. So the whole turf thing, you know, like, you're radical, right? Feminists didn't add the word radical there anyways. The, the term is made to, uh, whatever, to put them in their place. The famous example of this is uh, J.K. Rowling, the lady who um, wrote the Harry Potter books. And she said some stuff on Twitter, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, I've been fighting for equal rights for women for 
decades or whatever, and you can't say that you're a, you know, a man can't just say that he's a woman and then come in and try and take over feminism. That ain't right. So I don't think she's been kicked off of social media yet, but there's people that really, really hate her. <laughs> so Demi Lovato has come out as non-binary. Demi Lovato is a former Disney Channel child star who turned into a singer. And she's had kind of a roller coaster life. I think she might, you know, she might have some uh, personal demons that she's wrestling with. I think when she was like 17, she dated Wilmer Valderrama, the guy who played Fez on that 70s show. It's interesting. Take a look at the people he, the women he's dated. Like he dated a, a lot of famous actresses and whatnot when they were 18, and he doesn't seem to date them too much after they're about 20. And then uh, Demi Lovato, I guess in 2018, they were doing a documentary of her world tour or something, and they had to call it off because she was doing crack and heroin and other stuff like that. So she's had a tumultuous life. And then the other day, she came out as non-binary. So what is non-binary? I think, I mean, you know, this is not going to be a charitable description of non-binary. But as far as I can tell, non-binary is like, you're not gay, you're not transgender, but you uh, are envious of how, you know, let's say transgender people are treated. Like, you know, you want to be cool. You want those oppression points. So you come out as non-binary. You know, it's like a, it's like you're part of the LGBTQ, etc. group. But... The thing about non-binary is that, you know, say your entire life, you know, say you were born a woman and your entire life you've been having sex with men. Well, if you're non-binary, you don't have to change that. You can, you know, whatever. You can look and act like a woman and have sex with men. Basically, you can do the exact same thing you've always been doing, but you just say that you're non-binary. And now you're kind of part of the, the gay group, you know, and you're better than an ally. And you can change your pronouns. That's what Lovato did. But you don't have to. You know, now she's like, call me they, them, instead of she, her. But I don't think she's changing. You know, I don't think she's becoming a lesbian, or at least I think she was bi before. So maybe that wasn't good enough. Bi wasn't good enough, so now she's non-binary. So there's a transgender YouTuber who's very, very popular. And uh, I'll put her name in here because I can't remember it. As soon as I stopped recording, I remembered. Her name is ContraPoints. And so she's a transgender, you know, born male, looks like a woman, um, YouTuber. She makes like these hour-long videos that she puts in a monumental amount of effort into it. She's like, she dresses like Marie Antoinette, you know, has like $1,000 at least into her dress and candelabras and whatnot. I don't really like to watch her videos. She's too woke for me, you know, she's all about saying bad stuff about whatever groups whites men stuff like that straights but i actually do re recommend you check her out just for a little bit she's interesting but anyways she had a twitter fiasco i don't know maybe a year ago right now it's uh may 2021 so i think her fiasco is probably like early 2020 something like that and she was complaining that non-binary people 
you know, they're not really gay or transgender or whatever, and they were coming in and trying to take over spaces. I hate that term, but anyways, taking over the transgender spaces, you know, and like, basically, they haven't done anything to earn it, but they're coming in and pretending like they're transgender. I think, I think a lot of people think that non-binary, non-binary means transgender. I will say, a lot of the non-binary people seem to be women with short haircuts. So, you know, that's, that's not that extreme, but they do seem to go that far. So is Demi Lovato doing this because she's because non-binary is a real thing, or is she doing it to get attention? Like I don't really know. I'm sure there's some non-binary people that are, you know, you create you create the correct definition of non-binary, and then you will find that some people meet it. But so far, I haven't really seen much of that. So I want to say a couple things uh, that I didn't quite get into the middle of this podcast. Um, one is the LGBTQIA2+. I think that's the most letters I've ever seen in it. And I don't even know. I used to know what the two was, but I forget. But anyways, one of them is an A, and it's pretty stupid. A stands for ally. So that's like, you support gay people. Which, you know, that's just everyone in America. But, you know, it's like, oh... I'm a normal person. I believe that, you know, gay people should be treated equally. I want my own letter. Well, there you go. You get an A. And then Wilmer Valderrama. Let's uh, let's go back through some of his uh, girlfriends here in case you're wondering. And I'll tell you what, boy, every one of them is, you know, a model or an actress and absolutely smoking hot. So one of them was Minka Kelly. If you remember her, I think she dated A-Rod, but she was like the... She was the star of Saturday Night Lights. And he was with Demi Lovato, as I said. He dated Avril Lavigne. And all these things are like a long time ago when these women were real young. So Avril Lavigne in 2009. Anyways, he dated Rihanna, the singer. This is a rumor. Ashley Simpson, um, Jessica Simpson's sister. Uh... These are confirmed. Lindsay Lohan in 2004. I don't know how old she was then, but she probably wasn't old. Mandy Moore in 2000. I mean, holy cow, if you remember that singer. This one's a rumor. Jennifer Love Hewitt in 99. Um, and then also, and then Christ, Christ, Christina Million in 98. That's another singer. She's not that famous, but it's just crazy, you know. Go to... Look up uh, Wilmer Valderrama, Who Dated Who, and you can find the list. It's pretty crazy. So for kicks, I looked up uh, Christina Million. She's born in 81. He dated her in 98. He broke up with her when she was 17. So I'm going to offer a prediction. Someday this guy's going to get canceled. <laughs>